0: To rock and roll, uh, welcome back, you guys! Episode two, Church, the podcast. Warren, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Doing great, man. Doing great. Welcome back to everybody who's uh, out there turning, in, tuning in, turning in. <laughs>
0: they could turn in. Um, yeah, they're allowed.
1: Excited, man. <laughs> Excited. We had a great topic today. Can't wait to dig into it. Uh, I really think that number one, I think we're gonna be blessed, but I think. You guys who are watching, tuning in, are going to be even more blessed than us today.
0: So, yeah. Ready so, the first of the five F's. Yeah, it's a, if We teased it a little bit. Uh, you guys did. might notice. You might notice this episode. The audio, the video is going to be a little cleaner. Uh, I'm really? kind of thankful. I'm thankful for the episode one glitches. That now we've worked out the kinks. Um, yeah. I now sound a little more like Barry White than I did before, or at least I like to think <laughs> I do. You know. <laughs> I want to have that smooth radio voice for you guys, um, but episode two, the first F. You ready? Friendship. Yo. Come on, friendship. friendship. Woo! I like that we said it at the same time.
1: <laughs> We're already
0: in sync, man. I dig it.
1: Can't even plan that any better.
0: Come on. So, <laughs> friendship is so important. Um, I think it defines how most people feel about themselves. uh, Because I think you can think anything about yourself, but unless you have somebody there in your life that you trust, that you can rely on to um, help you see how you really impact people or how you're really affecting the world around you, um, you can't really be sure. And so friendships are super important. They're also a challenge. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think any relationship, which relationships are amazing, but any relationship, we'll have some kind of conflict in it. And so I think having yeah. healthy conflict is good. So we'll probably hit on that today. Um, and just kind of our histories with friendships. And and it's such a broad topic. I'm actually excited. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, Warren and I don't do a ton of note-taking prep, things like that, because we want this to feel conversational. Uh, we certainly think through what we're going to say, but we want it to come from the heart. And so... Absolutely. Warren, I'm going to kick it to you, man. What, what does friendship mean to you? Or what's the, uh, kind of, what do you think of when you hear the word friendship?
1: Man, friendship is such a, it can be such a broad topic. Um, I love the fact that we're taking time to let, to give God space. You know, when you're, when you're working off of a script, you kind of got a lot of, you know, follow the script, hit the wickets. Um, but when you leave space for God, amazing things happen. Um, friendship. And I love what the Bible says that a friend can stick closer Than a brother um Mm. and when i think about friendship especially in my life um i think of an easy relationship you know um because you get to choose your friends like like this is your choice so if you're listening to this and you have friends who um don't value you or abuse you or treat you badly guess what you chose that Oh you? Um,
0: <laughs> that's real.
1: It's not a mandatory thing. Yeah. You know, they are good. They bring so much to our life. Um, but I, I think of an easy relationship. Um, God allows people to come into our life um for for different reasons. Um, but I'm telling you, if you have if you have a handful of people, you know, who you can call on and you know they're gonna answer, and if you need something, you can get it, man, you're blessed. And and my dad used to say this that um In your life, you're gonna have maybe one to three people who will be with you your entire life. When you meet those people, value them, appreciate them and be there for them. And I just feel that um, in my life, that's so true. I've had people who I thought would stay forever. They didn't. Um, when, When things happened, they kind of fell apart. But there's some people in my life today that I haven't talked to them in three, four years, but I can pick up the phone and it'll be like, hey, it'll be just like yesterday. Um, And then there's some friendships that have just kind of hurt me along the way. So I I think it's a a kind of a a mixture of things that we go through. Um, But I'm so grateful for God-given just amazing friends. Um, And I thank God for the challenging relationships that I've had Um, because I've learned. And for a season, people come in and, and they help you through things and, and God uses them to, to give you favor and do different things. So I, I just believe that friendship is something that we have to actively be involved in. But I also think that it can be such an easy relationship um, that just feeds into your life. And, and same thing, it's easy for you when you have a true friendship, that it's not a burden when that friend needs something. You are more than excited, more than happy to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm happy to come alongside you and help you with this. So That's how I view it. And that's how I've kind of experienced it in, in my life.
0: That's beautiful. Uh, I feel the same. I mean, to me, um, real friendship is going to be something where, uh, and I think you and I talked about this recently where you're going to always feel like you could never repay them. Yeah. The, the real friends in your life, the things they do for you, the things they bring into your life, um, even just the ways you can have relationship and be vulnerable and, um, bring what you really feel instead of having to hide behind some kind of like veneer of, um, being fake and, and not really revealing who you are. That is so freeing. Like a great friendship is so special. Um, and I agree with the Bible to me. I've had friends along the way where whatever season that they're in my life for, they've felt closer than family. Um, Mm -hmm. Family you're born into, friends you do get to pick. Uh and I think pick choosing wisely and picking the friends that are going to edify you, build you up, I think it's so important. I think it can be a challenge. I think sometimes, uh, depending on the situations you're in, like those that are in you attend public school. So you're in yeah. um a setting where that's kind of curated for you. I think finding those people who have similar beliefs, similar values, I think. Um, it's just so powerful. Like having a friend yeah. you can count on when something goes down, when that girl breaks up with you, when that guy says something mean about you, when um, you're just hurting and you need somebody to be able to talk to. Um, There's times where it just feels like parents don't understand. And I'm a parent, and I know that there's times <laughs> where my kids look at me like, I don't know, dad, but they have a friend. I'm thankful that my kids do have those friendships in their life where they feel like they can text somebody. And I'm okay with it. Like I feel like that's a healthy um, protection for parents sometimes. And I I hope that their friends are Christian. I hope that they're giving them good advice. But no matter where you're coming from, I think there's a healthy relationship with friends that can happen where – it is beneficial because they're not so directly impacted. I think sometimes by those family relationships or the, the closeness, um, sometimes closeness can breed contempt and that's true even Mm. in friendships. But I think in family settings, we just know how to push each other's buttons sometimes. And so those friends that you can look at and say, come, come aside, come alongside me and be my family for now. That's good. Um, so I think that's important. I think it's really good.
1: So good. So good. I'm going to I'm going to I love what you just said. I'm going to take I'm going to take a little uh, off ramp and come right back on the freeway. Let's do it. Um, for a second, I want to talk to um, if you're youth, like if you're in, involved in the youth group and you have a youth pastor or if you are a youth pastor. Um, we were, were talking about friendships here. And I'm tell you, I didn't understand the importance of a youth pastor until my um, sons who are now grown men. Um, um, how they experienced their youth pastor, um, in the military, you travel around a lot and we had, they really got connected in Washington state and their youth pastor really took, a uh, an unorthodox approach to them. He would show up at the school and, um, he would eat lunch with his, his students. And it was just something you don't see a normal youth pastor do. And he would text them and be on their social. And he was not only a leader, but he was also at their level. Um, and Surprisingly, to this day, like my son's twenty-five, he still has a great relationship with his youth pastor. I mean, it's, I mean, it's that's a friendship that's that's spanned, you know, several years for him, like up into adulthood. Like he's a father with two kids now, and this guy is still um, in his life, involved. And so, to my youth pastors, make yourself accessible. Be French. Be be not only be a leader to those who you're leading, but also be friendly to those. Um, and to the youth lean into the leadership that is available to you. Um, these people care about your life and it's not that they just wanna lead you through a season. They'll probably walk through you with a couple seasons. Um, and so I, I just, I felt like I had to kind of kind of drop that in there. That was, just seems appropriate because I know me and Jason both have, both have a great heart for youth. Um, people who um, are between middle school all the way through their college years. Um, we just feel that you're the, bre- the bedrock of the body of Christ, and we think that you get lost in so many capacities. Jason can speak more to how he how he befriends people and how he unorthodoxly like goes about hmm. um, impacting people's lives. You know, so, as much as a high five will go, you think, "Oh, that doesn't mean anything." Well, to a kid who goes to a school who gets bullied or um, doesn't have many friends because of his Christian faith, yeah. A youth pastor, a youth leader who sees you, like really sees you, can really change your life and the trajectory of your life. Um, so I just had to put that in there. And so that I'm back on the freeway. We're talking about friendship. Yeah. Boom. Jason,
0: you know what I'm saying? Come on. Uh, so like we promised in episode one, I'm going to give my first basketball analogy. Come on, um, let's go. So one of the first things that um, I was taught growing up playing point guard was on the basketball court, you're a leader, but you're, you're kind of a de facto coach. Like, and if you and the coach are not in sync, and my dad was my coach for a lot of my um, you know, younger AAU years, things like that, where we could choose what team we were on, he would end up being the coach. Well, one thing that uh, we learned as, as time went on, and then there was an actual study done by the NBA where um, high fives matter right? Connection with people on your team matters and it matters, uh, no matter the circumstances. So a study was done and I believe this was around 2010, 2011, um, where they measured how many high fives teams were giving to each other throughout a game. And so then they correlated the amount of high fives, the amount of physical contact, you know, um, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't remember if they counted butt slaps or not. But I feel like those, you know, stuff like that's important, like <laughs> men in five. come on, man, low five men in sports, <laughs> all that stuff. It's it's uh, it is about connecting like the best teams are connected and cohesive. So they measured it. And it turns out at that time, the Phoenix Suns had the best record over the two seasons that they measured and the amount of high fives they were giving was inordinately high. And wow. it's because Steve Nash, who was the MVP mm-hmm. for, I think, those two seasons or or at least one of those seasons, um, he believed in that. So it didn't matter if they were winning or losing. It didn't matter if they were down or up in the game. Uh, it didn't matter if the player that he was high-fiving had just done something that would have been detrimental to the team. And I think that's the key is no matter what, there's a timeout called you're taking a break, you have an opportunity to reach out and touch somebody. Steve Nash, not just one hand, multiple times, both hands up, Come on, right? And he's available for a high five. And he's just available. And you know what? If the guys don't do it, you could see the team be like, come on, like, I know you don't want to, I know you're not feeling it. But uh, along those same lines, the teams that were not succeeding in the league that year, they noticed heads down. And walking back to the bench. So the team just lost. They're heading back to the locker room. No yeah. one's high-fiving each other on the way back to the locker room. The Phoenix Suns, they're still high-fiving. Because what's happening is they're cohesive. They're creating cohesion that even in a difficult moment, and this is when we talk about friendships, like this is how I think healthy friendships should go. And this is how I feel about friendships is no matter what's going on, we would still high-five. Come on. Like we're still on the same team. We're still – uh, heading toward larger goals together, no matter what the small hiccups are. And when oh, you really? see dysfunctional <laughs> friendships, when you see dysfunctional organizations, you can see it in their body language. And so especially with youth, like the the kind of off ramp you took, I'll, I'll hit that for just a second. With youth, they're just looking for connection. But at that age, I feel like, or, and you know what, maybe I don't want to do that. Across all ages, people seem to have a fear that when they lift their hand for a high five, when they go for the handshake, it's not gonna be reciprocated. Mm. And so then people are afraid that they're gonna be vulnerable. You're being physically vulnerable, putting it out there, um, hoping that you're quote unquote cool enough, hoping that you're gonna oh. be accepted, right? We're all, it's looking for acceptance and uh, some type of confirmation that you are valuable. Mm. And so for me in my approach, um, I wanna make sure that I take that first step. And I think the confidence comes from who God says I am. Like, why do you have such good energy with people, maybe even if they look at you funny? Why are you willing to maybe, uh, what the world would see is make a fool of yourself or put your hand out for a high five handshake. And maybe it goes weird, maybe you open your hand and somebody does the fist inside and you're kind of like, ah, what's happening? I love to make a joke about that whenever that happens, like as if it's some secret handshake. So you just like keep going, you know, get weird with it and stuff. And to me, that's the important part of it is that you made the attempt. And the next Mm -hmm. time that student, that adult, that grandparent, whoever it is, they're going to remember that you're the guy, you're the girl that came up and put your arm out for a, for a kind of a hug or like a high five or a, you know, you, you waved at each other. Right. And next time I think you build a culture where people look forward to that. So as church rolls along, as I do things in ministry, as I do things with people, period, full stop, just interacting with people, I want to be known as a guy that put himself out there first. Yeah. So I tried to build inroads to friendships, and I'm not perfect. I still have, uh, you know... I'm quick to be upset if somebody burns me in some way. All these things that are real challenges in friendships, I also bring those to the table because um, I'm a feeler. You know, Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFJ. Mm -hmm. Uh, The extrovert part is like 50-50, but the feeler part's high. So for me, uh, if I feel burned by you, it takes me a long time to forgive, but I want to be quicker to forgive. I want to remember how God forgave me. And so I need to give it freely in the same way. Why I want to be willing to make a fool of myself. Jesus came into the world and was called a fool and then changed the world. I'd like to be called a fool that changes the world. That's good. So
1: that's good. I love that basketball analogy. You're welcome. Because (laughs) sports just has a way of uniting us. Yeah. Certain demographic people. It has a way of reaching places that sometimes you can't just reach with a normal story or something that most people can't relate to. And there's not, everybody knows basketball. um, That's a shame. The analogies themselves, you can kind of like, what's a point guard? Yeah. The person with the ball who kind of leads the team on the floor, you know, but it's something that just, it it unites us. It's a different way of processing and explaining things. Um, you, You spoke and said that you don't, you don't mind being a fool. You don't mind being an initiator, right? Yeah. Has that, in your life in connection to friendship, has that ever got you into a place where you felt hurt or you felt betrayed? Is there or mm. has that just been a successful thing for you throughout your lifetime?
0: No, it's not. Uh, I don't think anything's a hundred percent because especially at first, what you're gonna receive is a lot of strange looks because I think people have hesitation because of yeah. being burned in the past. So if you look at young kids they'll run in excited and hug each other. Like they're not afraid of being um, burned by um, either whether disrespect or disregard. They're not nervous about what the outcome will be because they don't – maybe it's a lack of experience or maybe it's just blissful ignorance and joy and they just don't have um, the burdens that for some reason we keep with us And maybe I'm saying I'd like to have more childlike joy. And so that's what I try to bring to people is um, I think people can perceive or not perceive. I think they would um, define how I act sometimes as over the top. Like I'm over the top, excited to see you. I am um, truly joyful to see you. And then I think what the perception is often upon first approach is that I'm faking it because I think Mm. there are a lot of people that do try to um, either fake it till they make it, which is not always bad when you're interacting with people like you want to have joy. But I think what happens is um, people don't like the falseness of that, like a fake smile. So what I try to bring is something real where how, I mean, golden rule, how would I want to be treated? Like, when someone approaches me, I don't necessarily want to bear their burdens right away. Like, I want to hear from about your life, and I want to hear from you about your experiences and things, but, like, bring some joy in. And especially if somebody doesn't look like they're joyful, I would rather them have that. Like, you have an opportunity to pour into people's lives. And so, like what you said before, does it always go well? No. Students look at me like I'm crazy, um, and I got to get, like, lean in closer so they'll give me a high five like come on come on uh and then sometimes they just don't they do not high five because they're like i don't trust this interaction but what i'm gonna do is keep coming back every time and then eventually they'll trust the interaction so much that they'll be willing to talk to me about the thing that they're struggling with um i met a young lady early on in serving with youth and uh we had a conversation and I, she was working at the the cafe coffee area. So I got a coffee and I said, you know, how are you? And she said, yeah, I'm OK. You know, And I said, well, what's what's going on? Do you want to do you need somebody to talk to? And she said, well, listen, I know people you're not going to care like next week you won't. You know, you're not going to follow up. She was just blunt with me, which I kind of respected. Wow. She said, "Like, hey, look, I get yeah. it. You don't have to ask, like, I if you don't really care." And I said, "I want you to know I care, and I will check in with you every week." And now, wow. this young lady, it's been a year or two that I've been uh, doing these kind of Wednesday nights serving with you things, mm-hmm. and now this young lady comes up and gives me a side hug every time I see her, and. She looks at not just me, but here's the cool part. She looks at our family as people Mm. she can trust now. And I think, and I'm not, look, I am not saying any of this to get credit. What I'm saying is um, sometimes you on approach being genuine with people and following up and caring, it opens people up to the idea that other people could also care. So the day I met her, I would have assumed that she thought no one cares and now she's got a group of, what, six, seven, eight people from our family that oh. she'll come up and spend time with. And so that's the reason you risk it, is so that you can bring joy into people's lives. Come and on. and Go. everyone, so a lot of adults have this experience. You show up at a wedding, and it's a table full of 10 <laughs> people. And maybe you're at the friend table, you know, the one where it's like, these like kind of people and everybody looks at each other like, are you the weirdo? Am I the weirdo? Because yep. if you can't spot the weirdo, you're the weirdo. You know what I mean? Like yep. that kind of everybody's looking around, going, like, well, who's gonna go first? I'm the guy. I have decided in my life, I'm gonna lean over while everybody's hey, hey man, what, what what's your name? What do you what's do for going? a job? And not that your job defines you. I just pick something like I, I saw you wearing blue blazer, man. You look good in blue. What's going on? How how are you? And yeah. I think. For some people, that's off-putting. For some people, it feels fake. And so what you have mm-hmm. to do is stay consistent. So yep. I know you know a lot about this. How is staying consistent in friendships impacted your life?
1: Ooh, Consistency is like the key. It's kind of almost like the glue that keeps a friendship going. Um, because inconsistency will be the agent that tears a friendship apart. If, if you enter a friendship one way and you start adjusting or changing or, or if they don't know what they're going to get, like, like I know if, if me and you are in person or if we're apart on zoom, I know what I'm going to, what I, what I'm going to get from Jason. And like the consistency of, I know that I'm going to get, um, a thought poking, thought provoking conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be able to bounce stuff off of each other and we're going to get this honesty, this authentic honesty. Like, I know if I ask Jason a question, I better be ready for the answer. It better be, <laughs> you know, it won't be like, you know, what, Warren? man, best thing I've ever seen. If it's not, you're going to be like, you know, it could be better. Like, I think you should tweak <laughs> that a little bit. Like it's, it's consistency of, of who you are. And I think we have, we have people in our life who play a different role or position. Um, but we know the people in our life who are just yes people. Let's just be honest. Um, so some of us have these people around, you know, just kind of like to protect kind of our pseudo ego. It's, it's not
0: okay. Yeah. There's just
1: people in our life who will agree with everything we say. Right. Um, and then we also know if our friend group includes just people who we lead, you know, there's no one in our friend group who challenges us. There's no one in our friend group who we look up to. Um, there's no one who we can go to, to advice. You know, every, if you're the, if you're the smartest person in your group, it's time to get a new group. Yeah. If, if, if you're the most savviest person in your group then you probably need to get a new group, yeah. you know, um, you need to have a diversity of people who would challenge you, call you out and help you walk out this life with Christ in your friendship group. But in order to have that, you have to have a consistency if if you're a person who's honest then then be honest um don't don't start being fake all of a sudden um if you're a person who's loyal you be loyal that be who you are in order to receive the kind of friendship that that you need in your life um, um and all the time desiring a friendship that always makes you feel good isn't a good thing um me and Jason consistently Um, we, we do our best to work out. We hit the gym and, but we know we have a love hate relationship with the gym. Like (laughs) we love the idea of what the gym does. When we get in the gym, it's hard work. It's sweat. And, and, and your body starts giving you these, these hormones, these endorphins that make you feel better. But let me tell you, there's before you get there, you know, and, and when it's like, Oh, I'm, i got an early morning workout. The bed feels really good. The gym is not the friend you want to talk to at that moment, but the benefit you get from um, being consistent with that is much greater than like denying it or walking away from it. And so I, I honestly believe consistency just, it's the glue that keeps a friendship together. And inconsistency just destroys relationships because people won't, they won't know what to expect. Like, find out who you are and be that. And if you need to change or you don't like who you are, then the thing is, you have to identify that. You have to know there's a problem to fix the problem. And the best way to find feedback on your life and how you're living and how you're doing is to have good godly friends in your life. People who will be like, hey man, I know you blow up like easily. Like I said mm-hmm. something, you took it out of context and you were just like, gone. Like if you don't, if you won't know that about yourself if you don't trust the people in your life to speak into your life. um. So I, I just, I believe that knowing knowing who you are and being authentically you helps you become a better you because the authentic you is the person that that got the blessing is on not the fake you not the um the, the you you show everybody else nope the person with the problems the real person with the problems you know yeah. that, and that's kind of why church exists because we're real people with real problems yeah who really love god right and so we get real we get real and that's how god makes us really better that's how god really transforms us that's how god really does miracles in our life because we're not afraid to say hey this is who i am this is who i really am and this is this is one of the reasons why man i have such an appreciation for jason in my life i have i have friends but let me tell you i don't throw the word best friend around a lot but jason's that's my dog like that's <laughs> that's my man right there you know if he calls we wheels up. Let's go. Like if he needs something, let's go. We're gonna do it. And it's it's forged through fire and it's forged through issues and problems. It's funny because I feel like we've known each other for decades, and that's right. just not the case. But I feel like we can. It's a it's a safe space where we can be like, hey man, hey bro. What what you know? Like we we can provide that feedback that we need in our life and know that it's it's a non judgment zone. And I'm gonna tell you. In my life, I've rarely felt that. I mean, I think I felt that with my father. Like he he can get on you, and um and I've I've had some people speak into my life, but um I'm just so glad that God allowed me to experience this because I believe that God sends people in your life, um just to just to just to enhance your life. You know, when the Scripture says, um, "He's come to give you life and life more abundantly." I believe in my life, Jason's a part of that abundantly, you know, like I've had life before. It was good. Had friends. But I got this like abundant friend. Like I got this, you know, like like iron sharpens iron. You don't know what that means until you really hit some iron. Like you may have just been using stone or tin, you know, Mm. or something before. But when you hit iron, you really know like, wow, this person really makes me better. This person makes me want to be better. This person pushes me. And um, you've heard the saying before, birds of a feather flock together. And so, um, you've also heard the saying, you know, if I'll I'll show you your future, if you show me your friends, you know, these, these, these cliches, right. But they're all, they're all, they all have some truth in them. Like you're only going to get as far in your life as the people who you surround yourself around and people, well, no, no, I'm, I'm setting the tone no, but as you set the tone, they will drag you back down to where you, that's Mm. why you need some people who are heading the right direction and And you'll also help some other people, but if everybody in your friend group drinks on Friday, guess what you do? You oh, drink on friday
0: yeah yeah
1: if if everybody in your group is is okay with just the white lies, you know, not the big ones, just the just the ones that don't hurt people that yeah you're you're okay with it too you know you you may not understand the impact of the people who you connect your life to, but they make a tremendous impact like so important to know who your friends are, um, and know why you befriend them. Like, um, me and Jason have talked before, like we've, we've wanted people to be friendly with us or to connect ourselves to people for the wrong reasons for connections or for advantage or just to be cool. Right. Yeah. But do they really bring goodness to our life? You know? Um, um, I've, I've just had that experience, Jason, have you, have, 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 you experienced like, as you've grown in Christ and as a man, um, how to navigate the, the world of who to pick as a friend, like, like who, who to let into your life and, and who to not, who to, who to be like, nah, no, nice person, but I can't <laughs> yeah. connect my life to you.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, for sure. Thank you. First and foremost, thank you. I feel the exact same about you. I think you know it. Um, this pod, <laughs> it's, as we get rolling, it's a little bit of a love fest between Warren and I because we mean it. Like it's, um, The friendship that I have with you, Warren, is uh, incredible, life-changing. Like It feels like um, destiny. I mean, that's strong. I know that's big. Yeah. But I've had my wife, Delia, and you and then the list is short from there. Um, And I'm not about ranking people, but it's, I mean, it just is what it is, like when you feel that. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm turning this off, I gotta get out of (laughs) here. I like let these guys uh, have some time together. I want you to know, seek the (laughs) friendships like that. Because just like Warren asked me, uh, the answer is yes, I have sought out those friendships where I just want it to be cool. And the truth yeah. is, here's the hardest part, is at the back end of the struggle, the challenge, the mm-hmm. um, ultimately poor decision-making and trying to edit my life in ways I didn't want to, to be cool, Yeah, uh, you end up without those friends anyway. Yeah, They're not around. Because the truth is, I ended up having to. So in high school, uh, beginning of college, things like that, I ended up having to kind of... I I guess I would say dump or remove, uh, relationships from my life. And it creates real hurt because the truth is, so say you're doing it because you're making better decisions. Those people don't always understand either the journey that you're on or it's not really fair to them because you've, uh, portrayed yourself in ways that were untrue. How should they know that? Like, it's really on me that, I kind of fictionalized a version of myself and now they're having to pay for that. And so that was like some real shame for me early on where uh, through high school um, I really loved basketball. That wasn't pretend. So there was some friendships there that were really genuine, but like going to parties and like, if we're just being real drinking, doing drugs, smoking weed. I mean, I say drugs, like I smoked weed and that was about it. Um, Yeah. So thankfully God protected me from a lot of those poor decisions, but the truth is I wasn't really excited. And almost every time, now that I reflect on it, almost every time upon approach, like you're going up to a door or you're pulling up to a house where you know there's a party going on, when you when you have the feeling of like I need to drink quickly to make sure that I don't experience this uh, as fully as I could. And then we can all cut loose by hurting our bodies, by dumping alcohol into it. Um, the funny thing is the reason you feel drunk when you drink is because your body is fighting against the alcohol. Like I always found that to be a strange mechanic. And so to me, I drank throughout high school, like later high school, um, underage drinking, uh, if I'm honest, occasionally driving, which is really foolish. Like it was a horrible decision-making that was going on all because I wanted on Monday morning at school or that Tuesday, when I see that person in class, I want them to think I'm cool and I want to be validated. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to join them in how they act instead of being a thermostat. I was a thermometer. Instead of setting the temperature of the room and saying like, well, I'm just not going to be a part of this. I'm going to go set a temperature over here that I'm more comfortable with. I just took in whatever temperature was coming at me. And to extend the metaphor, those rooms were way too hot for me. Like there were times where I would sit down and think, what am I doing? And then somebody comes up, puts their arm around you, says, come on, man, let's make another bad decision. They don't really say that, but you know what I mean? And I'm saying, all right, man, as long as you think I'm cool, I'm here for it. And so I know what it feels like to chase friendships that are unhealthy. And I am telling who's ever listening, I'm telling you, Warren, I don't think I have to tell you, but you know, just in case, don't chase those. Like there is no need, like you don't need friendships where you have to edit your behavior. And if you're doing something that's hurting you and maybe you're the leader in those relationships, take a minute and think about that. Are you leading other people into doing something that maybe you don't even like doing? Or if you're enjoying doing it, ask yourself why. Why is it as an adult, you have to drink to have fun? Mm. Why do you have to beat up your kidneys and liver and and lungs wow. and all those things yeah. by drinking, doing drugs, or just being around people messing with your mind? Right? Maybe you're not drinking. Maybe it's just unhealthy, toxic um, kind of mentalities where- all we're doing is gossiping and complaining. Well, yeah. why do you need to be a part of that? And if you're the leader in that group, is it really worth leading a group that is leading people down the wrong path? Mm. Um, I don't want to be the star on a losing team. Right? I want to be a role player. If I can't be the star, I want to be a role player on a team that's healthy and winning. Yeah. And so I think For me, I just realized, like, I want Jesus to be the star of my life. And when I was chasing those uh, being cool friendships, when I was chasing the unhealthy ones, I wanted to be the star. Wow. And here's the dirty secret. In both cases, you're not the star. And even if you're the star, even you don't see yourself that way. Because if you're honest, you see that you're hurting other people. And if you don't realize you're hurting other people, it's probably even more detrimental. So there is no positive to chasing a friendship. Like when a friendship is going to happen and it feels awesome. Like you said earlier, I I would just kind of like pivot on what you said. Um, Friendships feel easy. Well, the cool part is like what you said earlier, where when you and I challenge each other on something, like when we're going through hard times and we push each other on a challenge or we're honest, sometimes that specific conversation isn't easy but the mm-hmm. friendship's easy to have because you can trust each other and your reactions. Yeah. You can trust what people say, you can trust the reactions, yeah. and you can trust how the friendship will stay whole even after this conversation. So I loved your gym metaphor. Working out is hard. Mm-hmm. Really, really good friendships are actually easy on the back end, sometimes hard in moments, like at the gym. But guess what's easier is going to the beach once you've worked out. It's easier living longer, right? So don't settle for the easy friendships that are like Skittles and Starbursts, right? Sitting on the couch watching TV (laughs) instead of going to the gym. Don't settle for the friendships that are easy up front. Settle for the friendships that are easy upon definition afterwards.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's in retrospect that we see the value.
1: That's so good. and that's so good. Thanks, man. Man, mic drop.
0: Boom. Wow. And with that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, yeah. Man. So.
1: Man, I know, like, in in kind of society and culture right now, right, There's this, this, there's always this divide. And I think there always will be. I think sometimes we look at problems and we think that we could, like, eradicate problems throughout the world. And that's God's job our job is to make an impact and make a difference. Yeah. How big or how small. I think one of the biggest things, especially in America, is that we see things in black and white. We, it's, everything kind of rolls back to black and white. Um, if you pay attention, black and white is a multi-billion dollar business, um, for the country, for every capitalist, right? It's, it's just, it's just separation is, is business, right? Um, in friendship, I've, I've learned, right. I've learned to not see people by the color of their skin or by how they talk or their background, but, but get to know them for who they are. One thing that really kind of drew me to you, like, um, was your just ability to light the room up. The, if you've ever been like in a place and I've, I spent 21 years in the Navy, so I got to meet a lot of people, be in a lot of different spaces, um, And if you've ever been in a space where people just aren't like talking, like, Mm, yeah. We're here. And it's like the people who come in and they just, I don't know, they just they tell a joke or they just be like, Man, it's dead in here. Those people are God sent. They they're the ones that they're the rock in the in the pond that sends the ripple because they break the glass of everything. They're able to go into a situation and use this analogy earlier. Um, and be a thermostat. If it's cold, they cut it up. They make it warm. If it's hot, they 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 can they can cool it off. And so they go into situations and they change the atmosphere. Truth be told, that's who God has called us to be. Unapologetically, that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be thermostats for the world. Wherever they wherever we go, we're supposed to bring God into the situation. If it's if it's a dark place, we bring light in, right? If it's if it's a place where, where there is no love, we bring love in. We bring the love of Christ wherever we go. And that's where we really make an impact and, and make a difference. Um, and I feel like God connected me and Jason, not only um, because he knew that we, we needed each other. You know, we needed this friendship, that it was for our good, but he created us to join and, and, and kind of push out this, this, um, this love of Christ. And for us to look the way we look, it's not a mistake, Yeah, you know, because it's, it's one thing to talk about friendship, but it's another thing to live it out. Um, and people will be like, well, you're from two different, you know, things and your experiences and his experiences. And let me tell you, um, I think Jason probably has more black friends than I have. Maybe hands down. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just the, so we talked about the geography a little bit, right? Like, uh Seven five seven Newport news area, things like that, but it,
1: up for the 757. come on man <laughs>
0: I got love for the Seven five seven forever um the truth is, I think it helped me see a bunch of different cultures, which i mm-hmm. I didn't even realize the advantage that is,
1: yeah,
0: um, or how God was gonna use that in my life, so um I guess I'd like to think I don't edit my behavior Mm -hmm. for the people I'm with, but I feel like it gave me the ability to have conversations with people Mm -hmm. from a perspective that I can empathize a little bit better. Um, And maybe some of that is just my personality. Like I'm a researcher. I love research. Mm -hmm. I love learning things. Um, And I think learning people researching how people interact like while you're watching people taking that in and saying like you know this is uh this is a way that i could push the envelope a little bit this is where i need to be um more polite or caring i guess like to me i've never edited and maybe this is what people like i i hope but again it won't change so if people don't like it i'm so sorry about it but um i don't want to cater To your feelings in a way that's dishonest, but I do Mm -hmm. want to care about you. And so if you ask me to tell you the truth, I will. But if you don't ask, then I feel like my job is to just care about you. Uh, And then when we build a relationship, maybe it's on like the third or fourth time hanging out that I say something about the challenge I see. Or, uh, and just like I mentioned with that young lady at the cafe earlier, like, the first day isn't the day to have a conversation about feeling abandoned or feeling lost in the world. But building a relationship with people is super important.
1: Come on. It's
0: just, uh, and here's the key, and I know this seems like um, such a benign thing to say, but this is the secret sauce. For anybody that's listening, actually care. Come on. I don't know oh, if bad. people I don't know if people do it. I'm not sure. Oh. I think we get so lost in our day-to-day. Yeah. I think we get uh caught up in the moment and uh the hurry in the yep. schedule. And for me, I have just made a decision in my life that no matter what the logistics of a situation are, if there's a person that's hurting, that's the yeah. logistic. Like that that's the statistic I care about, not did I hit this thing on time? Are we going to be late for something if this is happening? Um, I think people are what's important, and things can be sacrificed, and I think the world has made us think um, maybe the judgment of other people yeah. is going to create a situation where I have to care about the thing. And yeah. <clears throat> I want to say, I'm not saying be late for work. I'm not saying you know quit your job because a friend needs to have a conversation. Don't do something that's unreasonable. But what I'm saying is set up a situation where you say, as soon as I get back from work, I'm all yours tonight. Like yeah. We can hang out. We can talk. What do you need? Call me. Um, you don't have to be overbearing, but you definitely shouldn't be underbearing, which I don't know if underbearing is a word, but you got to care.
1: It's a concept, right?
0: Yeah, it's that's underbearing. <laughs> like you, you, just, you can't be like, well, man, they're hurting. I hope things work out because things work out. they don't work out unless somebody cares. Um, wow. One of my favorite movies. Was... Oh, already? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got a good one for you. I got a good one. Uh, Boondock Saints. Uh, not necessarily a Christian movie. I'm not recommending it to anyone, but there's a line <laughs> that's so good that goes something like, you know, we have the heroes and they're in like this Catholic church and the priest is talking as, as the two brothers walk up with sunglasses on and people are like, who are these guys? And then they go kiss the feet of Jesus. And as they're leaving, the priest says, For evil men to succeed, we don't need other people to be evil. We just need the apathy of good men. We just need good men not to care, basically. And the brothers turn around and are like, in their accent, they're like, I do believe he's starting to get the point. You know, like it it basically, if you say you're a Christian, you need to be living like Christ and instead of focusing mm-hmm. on the disciples or maybe the relationships he had, Jesus was always seeking that new person, that man mm-hmm. by the well, uh, yeah. or the water, the woman by the well, the the blind people, you know, the, the lepers that nobody wanted to be around. Jesus yeah. was seeking those people. He was looking for those people in the crowd. He wanted to know who touched the hem of his garment. And even though he knew he wanted the woman to recognize the confirmation of their relationship. Come on. So I think that's who we need to be is like, who's trying to touch the hem of your garment when you're walking around, who's trying to get your attention. And if you feel annoyed, consider why you feel annoyed. Are you worried you'll be late? Why, why don't you have time for that? Uh, And, and by the way, I'm talking to me as much as anybody else. I never want to push conviction on this show. Like you should be ashamed (laughs) because we're doing the right thing no we're we're people in progress, just like yep. uh all of all of you guys are anybody listening
1: so so good, so good you know i'm you know I'm gonna get you one of those preacher one liners right people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, man, yeah. you demonstrated this like live real life like just a couple of weeks ago for me, and I called you with an issue and it was a it was a big issue, and you you had you had a meeting that you had had rescheduled several times and the guy was in your office and you were like, Hey, hold on. I was like, well, you just call me back. You were like, no, no, hold on. You come back and you're like, yeah, I, I rescheduled again. This is more important. And we continued to talk, but even more so than the talk, it was the pro- how you prioritized what was happening to me. You prioritized in real time. Like, Hey, I'm at work. It's the, it was like the middle of the day. It was, yeah a very inconvenient time but you were like the more important is warren like I, I got it we can reschedule the meeting if it's possible for me to move it because he takes priority here and i was just like wow that in the midst of what i was ha- have experiencing was like okay god i get it i i, I get it like it kind of said to me your action said to me god's like i worked all things for your good I know what this is happening is bad, but look, I have good surrounding you. Like, like, you know, and, and that's, that's what our life speaks. When we let, when we prioritize people before things and situations, because in the end of the day, everything that we have and everything we have an opportunity to do is from God. And so we just have to remember people first. Like these are, when we look someone in the eyes, that is the person that God created that's his masterpiece. And so if we um, as people can be friendly, can be helpful, can do anything for the people of God, all people of God, I build like that's God's work. That's what we're here to do. That's right. That's, that's the pointed place of of where God has us in that moment that we don't, we have to quit overlooking or taking people for granted and really show ourselves friendly by showing the love of God. So thank you for that. But thank you for most, most of all, thank you for being obedient to God in that moment. Like, they, because that was real time. That was real time in real life. And I was like, man, that's, that is, and I've, I started thinking about myself, have I ever done that before? And I think I have four people, but it just, it just reminds me of how much more I need to be conscious of what I'm doing and how I approach people. Because I mean, I think we talk for another hour, but that's what really stuck in my heart. That's what, that's what really room. And so maybe it's the transaction that we have with people and how we, how we approach them, how we walk with them through life. That's what being a true fin- friend is really about. You know, if, if you can only be a friend when it's convenient to you, are you really a mm. good friend? Yeah. You know, if if you only have friendships that are advantageous to your life, are you really a good friend? Um, and so do you, if, if everybody in your friend group looks like you, thinks like you, are you really a good friend? If everybody in your friend group makes you comfortable, you know, are yeah. these are just questions. You'd be like, you know, and so um, I think out of what I really want people to get from this point is we have a friend in Jesus that we didn't pick. He picked us you know and and he picked us when we were sinners when when we had no knowledge of him when when we didn't recognize him and even to this day sometimes we turn our back on him but he's always available for us and so as we approach how we treat other people we should treat them with the love of Jesus now you won't be friends with everybody you definitely you know you won't everybody won't be your jason right you, 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 <laughs> you know you're blessed if you find one but everybody won't be that right but that doesn't prevent you from treating them with the love and respect and and care that God treats us with. This is the one thing I love about walking with Jesus. It doesn't matter what I've done, who I did it to, how many times I did it, I can always find forgiveness in him. It doesn't mean there's not a consequence for my action. It doesn't mean that, that there won't be some correction on there, but I can always come to him and he never yells at me. He's always welcoming to me. He's always excited when I come to him with my problems, with my sin, with my mess ups. When I come to him, he he receives me with open arms. Right? And these are the friendships. I mean, if you if you don't have this, I'm telling you, show yourself friendly and I guarantee you the person that God has for you to be friends with will show in, up in your life. And if you're like, I don't really need friends like that, just keep living. Just keep just keep living. You, you will, if you're out there and you, I'm a loner, I'm like, life, life is supposed to be lived in community. You need to be surrounded by people, um, because life is just better when we do it. Yeah. Um, and so my, 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 my talk is really to get you to, to see that the best friend we have is Jesus, but he also has people planted in our life to show us that real physical love, you know, God knows that that we're a touchy-feely type of people, and I love the Holy Spirit and I love God, um, but when He manifests it right in front of me, I'm just like, wow. You know, yeah. I can tell you about the sunset, but until you see one and experience one, it's a total different thing. Um, and I want that for your life. I want you to be someone's, uh, someone's. You know, I want you to be someone's friend like that, where they're like, oh my goodness, like this person gets me. They see me they know me and they're consistent with me. Um, and I just love it.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I the, all I could think about was winning teams, continue high-fiving. And so no matter who you have in your life or don't have in your life and you feel like you're alone and you're struggling and and you want these things, Jesus is the first one who always has his hand up for a high five. Yeah. Right? He is, wants to connect with you. He wants that relationship um warren my man i'm so thankful for you like for our friendship for the ways we can talk um for the ways that we can put shine on each other and also uh hold each other down like keep each other humble um when we're tired give each other energy when we're energetic (laughs) help each other feel even better like it's incredible um and it's it is underrated in the world and Mm -hmm. I appreciate your vulnerability, like you're willing to be vulnerable to me, and it allows me to be a good friend to you. And I want to stay vulnerable and allow you to be a good friend to me. And I think uh, I think that's just important and awesome. So, if you need a warrant in your life, go find <laughs> it. It's so important. It's so good. Um, so good, and it's just so edifying. So, yeah, I think that's friendships, man. I think yeah. that's it. We we and did so- our best. Uh, if we miss something, let us know in in any comments or or if you see us in person, uh, tell us what yeah. you think about friendships and, and what are, maybe shout out that person in your life who is that friendship. If you've got that one, you know, uh, whatever platform we're on, put their name in the comments and Let's give go. them some heart emojis. You know what I'm saying? No, like wow. I just give a little, I'm just giving Warren a little heart emoji. Yeah. So <laughs> we appreciate you guys. I, Warren, I feel like that's uh that's episode two man that's the wrap yeah so uh can you can you pray us out one more time
1: absolutely i love
0: it bro thank you
1: heavenly father lord we just thank you god lord that we get to do this god we we thank you for everyone who will experience this conversation god Lord, i pray that it points their heart back to you father lord i pray for friendships right now god i pray for lord um i pray for good friends god i pray for godly friends I pray for challenging friends, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, in this moment, Lord, that those who are friendless, God, that you be their friend, God. Lord, and that you send them the people they need in their life to surround them. Lord, I thank you uh, for Jason, God. I thank you for church, Lord. And in this moment, God, I just thank you because I know you're doing something amazing and we're just so excited to be a part of it. Lord, I pray, Lord, in this moment, that amazing transformation and things that are happening in people's lives. That they are seeing you more yeah. through the real conversations we're having yeah. than ever before. In Jesus' name,
0: Amen. Amen. All right, man. We'll see you guys uh, next episode. Warren, absolutely. Thank you, buddy.
1: bless <laughs> you. Sure.